Hi, I'm Jeffrey Smith, and I'm going to do something that, well, let's just say I have to add some energy into my body in order to feel really comfortable doing. And that is asking you to invest in the Institute for Responsible Technology. To go to the link in the description and click there. And I'm going to ask for $25 recurrable donation each month. And for some, that's a lot of money. For some, it's not. And if it's not, perhaps you can give more. But let me explain why I think you can feel fantastic about making this donation. Because what we're doing is remarkable. Earlier, well, last year, we made a big decision to focus the Institute for Responsible Technology on protecting the global microbiome, standing up for the little guys, the bacteria, the viruses, yes, the viruses, and the archaea, and the algae, and the whatnot. You've probably heard, by now you've heard, of the gut microbiome, of the human microbiome, which basically dictates our health, the soil microbiome, which dictates soil health and ecosystem health. But you may not realize that when you release a genetically engineered microbe, and if we don't stop it, millions of new microbes will be released by home hobbyists and, and large corporations. They travel, swap genes with other species, and can damage or collapse ecosystems. You may have seen my latest film, Don't Let the Gene Out of the Bottle, where a nearly released genetically engineered bacterium could theoretically have ended terrestrial plant life. Ended terrestrial plant life. Another one could have changed weather patterns. So we decided to create a new global movement to prevent the release of any genetically engineered microbes. Now, we did this before the pandemic. The pandemic comes along and goes, oh my God, now everyone knows that microbes can travel, mutate, wreak havoc. They don't know that it can swap genes, but now I'm telling you, now we need to frame this as learning the lessons from the pandemic. So we're not only looking for the release of the stopping the release of genetically engineered microbes, but also to stop the gain of function research, which enhances the pathogens that can create pandemics if they were to escape. Should be a duh issue, but it's still allowed. So those two things are our goal. Now, for 25 years, as this, I've been doing this 20, activism for 25 years, I've spoken to many governments around the world. I've spoken in 45 countries. I've influenced policies. I've given testimony in various places, been you know interviewed in hearings, etc. But I've always sort of shied away, for good reason, from investing money in the black hole of Washington politics because they were marching lockstep with Monsanto for so many years. It never made sense. It turns out that this angle and this time is making sense. If you go to protectnaturenow.com, which is our new global campaign, there's an advocacy platform that you can send in an instant a message to all of your elected officials. You can tweet them. You can send them uh, send something to media. And we've sent thousands and thousands of emails, not the IRT, but you, but the supporters. 
And now we're hearing from people in Washington, we want to meet with you. It's incredible. There is something magic right now. And the thing is, the magic really has to be here because this is the time when making a genetically engineered microbe is so easy, you can do it in the comfort of your own home on a do-it-yourself kit bought on Amazon for next to nothing. And if you spend between one and $2,000, you can get a home biohacking kit where you can create new microbes every day for the price of dinner and release them into the environment and change the nature of nature for all time, corrupting the gene pool. This is a critical time. It's an existential threat. And it's exactly at the same time that the biotech industry is hammering governments to try and get them to ignore gene edited organisms, to pretend that they're safe and effective and predictable and whatnot, and pretending that they're natural, even though it's a potential nightmare catastrophe. So somehow we guessed right. Somehow. A silver lining of this pandemic, yes, a silver lining of this pandemic is that there is more receptivity to looking at the microbial world, at the microbiome. So we now have an opportunity to introduce new laws or language to other bills, and it is starting to happen. So we would love to be able to invest in more people to make it happen quickly. We actually have to open up offices ultimately around the world. We have 50 global allies from just this year, but we need to raise that number. We have a very clear organizational chart that we need to fill in to create a lockdown on GM microbes around the world. And it's in the millions of dollars, more than we've ever raised before. And I'm asking you to support us with 25 each month. Why each month? Well, it's more money than 25, yes, but it allows us to plan. You can't hire someone so easily if you don't know something certain amount is coming each month. Now, in addition to the amazing receptivity that's going on right now in Washington and we suspect around the world, I mean, we're sending information out to many, many countries, there's also a strategic plan to leverage our time and attention. This is where we leverage your investment. So when we were focusing on the health dangers of GMOs and trying to make a tipping point of consumer rejection, we knew we didn't need a large percentage of consumers. So it was a numbers game. We didn't need 51% of consumers avoiding GMOs. We needed a small percentage because that's all it needed to create the tipping point for food companies to say, oh, it's, it's not worth us selling GMOs when our, when our competitors have a non-GMO label on the same shelf and are stealing our customers. So we focused on the most receptive demographics, the most receptive geographical regions in the United States, and it worked. We got the critical numbers. Actually, 51% of Americans now actually believe that GMO foods are unsafe, more than we need. And we didn't have to go to the government to make a policy change. But now we have to go to governments to make policy changes to lock down GMOs. 
but governments themselves are simply incompetent to guarantee stability over the long term. The flip-flop between governments happens in GMOs as well. I was flown to, the Pol to Poland by the Polish government and gave a press conference with the Minister of Environment praising their position on GMOs was great. A week later, they were voted out of office and a pro-GMO government came in. Similar things happened to me in Thailand. And anyway, it's not stable. We need to embed the wisdom that this, we have come to an inevitable time in human history where we can redirect the streams of evolution for all time cheaply, easily, with an existential threat. So we need to lock it down. It needs to be taught in schools. It needs to be in popular culture. It needs to be in academia. It needs to be in government. How do we make the world know about it? Well, the world already knows about climate change. Climate change is now maturing to look at how to draw down carbon into the soil. Thank you, Paul Hawking and others, Rodale, etc. And that is the, the, the domain of regenerative agriculture. But when you look at how the soil draws down the carbon and could literally pull out all excess carbon out of the atmosphere, back into the soil where it started, it is the microbiome of the soil that does the heavy lifting. And you can release, literally release microbes in a basement somewhere that dismantle the ability of the soil to accomplish that. We're in that level where it's not only an existential threat on its own, but it's something that could propel another existential threat. So what we've decided to do, instead of growing a movement from scratch by recruiting individuals one at a time, we are creating materials that will allow <clears throat> existing movements that are highly receptive to our message to come on board. They don't have to change their focus. They can simply expand it to include protecting the global microbiome as one of their talking points. So I approached my friend Andre Liu, <clears throat> who is the executive director of Regeneration International. I think they've got about over 300 organizations in 170 countries supporting them. And I showed him the film, Don't Let the Gene Out of the Bottle. And he said, this is perfect. It fits exactly with what we in regenerative agriculture require to protect the microbiome of the soil. He and I are doing a webinar uh, along with Elaine Ingham, who's in the film. You may remember her. She's the one that said that the released genetically engineered microbe could end terrestrial plant, li uh, plant life in the planet. We're going to announce this webinar soon. And we are creating white papers and materials so that we can become part of a plank of the regenerative agriculture movement and through that climate change. And there is the physicians and other healthcare practitioners who are all about the microbiome now. So we become their, their supported organization, reaching out to their members. And we have animal rights and nature lovers and birders and all these different groups that need the microbiome to function in order for their success. So what we do, and this is where 
your donation comes in, we take your investment and we convert it into information and educational assets and outreach so that it becomes expanded and captures the imagination and support of other organizations, goes out through their channels, and our investment of time to create an asset that's strategically focused reaches millions. And we create curriculum which gets in, in, uh, institutionalized around the world. And we go to Washington and meet with members of Congress who are right now interested in working with us, and we have the language for bills. And we have people who can leverage their time on our advocacy platform where they put their name and address in and immediately their elected officials show up, whether they're in the United States or Canada, Australia, UK or EU. And with a single click, we send educational assets to them. And we can tweet them or you can tweet them and you can send information to, your, to the local or regional media in your area also through this program. So we're leveraging time, we're leveraging money, we're leveraging existing organizations so that we can create an instant, over some months and years, an instant new global movement with universal or sufficient recognition that it's necessary to safeguard the microbiome in order to continue life on Earth and a healthy humanity. So, I feel like now, salesman, what can I get you for $25? How about protecting all living beings for all future generations? How's that for a return on your investment? So, please, once again, go to the link next to this, and make a donation. If you can't afford 25, five, something, join our team. If you can afford 500 a month or 50,000 or 5 million, talk to us. If you can afford 5 million, we will show you where that money will be spent. We have the plan. We know what is needed. We built a movement. We pioneered a movement. I traveled to 45 countries, spoke a thousand times and I gave a thousand interviews and trained 1500 people and organized over 10,000 activists. We know how to do this as an institute. And now we need to do it way quicker, way quicker. We can't wait 25 years. We have to do it immediately. Because if we don't, every time a microbe is released, if it survives, it can spread, it can mutate. It can swap genetic material that can end up in ecosystems all over the world, including inside our bodies. And we have no way of predicting the impact. If you haven't yet seen it, go to Protect Nature now. Look at the film. Don't let the gene out of the bottle. And, and we'll, we'll show you how a, how a bacteria that was designed to turn plant matter into alcohol in order to power tractors could have theoretically ended terrestrial plant life. How another one designed to stop frost on strawberries could have theoretically changed weather patterns. It's a direct line. But the microbiome is so magical and so awesome and accomplishes so much, we actually outsource 90% of our daily functions to it. We only have 22,000 genes, less than earthworms, but we can become, we can be higher organisms because we utilize the 3.5 million genes 
in the microbiome. There's a programming there that we're just now understanding. You do a fecal transfer and transfer the microbiome of one person to another, and that new person can have a disease or get healthy, become thin or fat, can change their, their attitudes because of the programming in the microbiome. The microbiome could make you want to eat sugar, can make you want to socialize, and can stimulate a reward center if you're doing activities that support its function. It can help cure your disease and, and inoculate your babies with healthy microbiomes and feed them through breast milk, food that is undigestible by the infant, never designed for the infant, but designed for the microbiome because it's that important. And that's what we need to protect. We need to love the microbiome. And we need to protect what we love. And this message has to get out. It has to get out right now. And we have people willing to do the work full time on your behalf and on behalf of the little guys. So please make an investment in the Institute for Responsible Technology, a registered nonprofit, so that we can continue to do our work to protect all living beings and all future generations. And please read what we share with you, share it with others, and become one of the distribution points, getting the information out so that everyone knows how critical this is. Thank you so much. And thanks, thanks especially to those who have donated in the past. I am a full-time activist. I tell people, people ask me, what do I do? Sometimes all I say is, I'm an activist. And I just wait to see if they're interested. And they say, full-time? I said, yeah. How are you a full-time activist? It's because we are supported by precious donors, people that want to keep us active. So thank you so much. I have a long list of people to thank over 25 years. And I'm hoping that list will grow, grow longer today. Thank you all. Safe eating. Thank you for listening to Live Healthy, Be Well. Please subscribe to the podcast using whatever app you listen to podcasts with. Or go to livehealthybewell.com to subscribe. This podcast will inform you about health dangers, corporate and government corruption, and ways we can protect ourselves, our families, and our planet. I interview scientists, experts, authors, whistleblowers, and many people who have not shared their information with the world until now. Please share the podcast with your friends. It will enlighten and may even save lives. Safe eating.